change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I think this one's going to be a bit of a controversial episode and probably going to hit and push some buttons for some of you, but it'll be valuable nonetheless. Well, at least that's the aim anyway. So the reason why I want to get into this topic specifically is because it's something that I've wrestled with in my life, personally, but also professionally. And pretty much every one of my one-on-one coaching clients have had to navigate some version of this challenge in their lives. And so because I've seen that consistency, I thought maybe, or it's probably likely that a lot of you are wrestling with something similar. So Hopefully there's something you take away from this episode that is useful and valuable and might help you reframe some of the challenges that you happen to be dealing with. So what is this issue? Well, usually the way it presents in personal or professional relationships is someone starts throwing stones at you. And those stones can look like criticisms, attacks, passive aggression, and comments that are sort of attempted to be like slight stabbing in the back if you like and when you're on the receiving end of that it can feel confronting and quite upsetting naturally and so if you have the tools from a mental framework to be able to deal with those things I think it makes it much easier for you to be able to delineate what is for you to take away from the experience and what is for you to leave at the table if you like so what do I mean by that Well, when somebody's throwing stones and maybe making some criticisms or attacking you in some way, whether directly or indirectly, you want to be able to pass out what is value in the criticism that's being provided and what is more their story than yours. We tend to have a tendency, if I can say that, to throw the baby out with the bathwater whenever we're receiving some kind of criticism. And in my opinion, that's somewhat ignorant and maybe even arrogant because we think, well, none of that criticism applies to me. Get away from me, you effing peasant, right? And so you you sort of start to show up with the self-righteousness and sort of start talking down to these people who are providing criticisms when there may actually be some level of value in the criticism that they're providing. Maybe there's some feedback in there for you to take away that you can use to your advantage. But if you're looking at the entire experience and saying, well, the whole thing is crap, I don't need any of it, and you throw all of it away, that is, as the saying goes, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. But we want to keep the baby. We don't don't want to throw the baby out. We just want to throw out the bathwater because that is of no use to us. And so you, you want to be able to use your self-awareness and your intention to develop some level of self-mastery to overcome your own emotions long enough 
to extract the value from the experience. So you'll find that when people are throwing shit at you or throwing stones at you, that there's something going on in their life that they're upset about. And, you know, we see examples of this in uh, retail where there might be a customer who's throwing a bit of a tanty or a tantrum for the rest of the world that doesn't speak Australian. And they start to take it out on the customer service rep or the salesperson or something like that when there's a breakdown of some sort. You know, in a past life, I was in customer support dealing with people's emotions and upset when it came to TV repairs, believe it or not. And usually around the school holidays or the school vacation period, that was when customers who had TVs that weren't working, that just weren't switching on, for example, were really emotionally heightened and irrational, quite honestly. And they were getting all kinds of worked up and lobbying all kinds of accusations and attacks on the team that I was working with, which was hard for them to be able to, for the team that I was working with, it was hard for them to be able to separate the personal attack and the the personal side of things from the customer's distress and upset. And so using the thinking and the framework that I use with everything that I do, I kind of sat with it and tried to extract empathy from within myself to be able to see if I could navigate these circumstances. And I found that these situations usually escalated and then eventually got handed off to me because I was the one that was able to talk the client or the customer down from the edge of their anger and frustration. When in reality, there wasn't much we could do other than tell them, you're going to have to sit tight and wait a week or two while we try and sort out the issue with your TV in the workshop. Now, the reason why I was able to identify what the issue was, was they all had a very similar complaint, which was, what am I supposed to do with my children, right? Now, I know some of you are probably going to get worked up and say, give the kids a fucking book or, you know, take them to the park or engage with them and speak to them and all of that. I know you have that desire to say that. And there were times I wanted to say the same thing too. But the reality is that we live in a world where a lot of parents use TV as a form of co-parenting to alleviate the constant need of them being present with their children. And when that happens during the school holiday or vacation period and the TV fails, then the parents kind of feel like they're cornered because they can't take their children to school to offload them for several hours in a day. Everyone else is busy. And so it can get overwhelming for the parents and that's what they're actually scared about and that's what they're feeling angry about. And so when you kind of peer through the lens of what could possibly be going on in their life that's causing all of this anger and this distress. It's nothing personal. It's got nothing to do with me or the workshop's inability to work through stuff as quickly as possible. It's got everything to do with their anxiety and their worry about what am I supposed to do with my children and all the pressure and feeling trapped and burdened by all of that. So by drawing on that empathy, I was able to look at it and say, well, okay, I I can help you deal with your challenge here and help them calm down and show understanding and empathy, which usually took the fuse out of the bomb, and then take that away and say, well, what processes can we change within the business to reduce this time or ease anxieties or assist these people in a more effective and efficient way? And so my attempt there was to separate the baby from the bathwater. So we throw out the bathwater, like, this is your anxiety about parenting. I'm, I'm not a parenting coach in this role, so that's not for me to take on. We're just here to solve the issue with your entertainment devices. So 
we can sort that out. Parenting stuff is yours. So like bathwater is parenting stuff. Baby is how can we improve processes within the business? Now, on a more personal note, this can occur when people might be reaching out to you and asking for help. And it's not as easy for you to be able to separate the emotion from the experience because when it's more personal, there does feel like there's more of a personal attack in it. I'll I'll share another personal example of this and I'll make sure I don't name names because I don't want to publicly humiliate anyone. But this happened for me. I'm, I'm in September 2023 right now as of recording this. This happened to me probably about, God, it must have been four or five months ago. And I had somebody reach out to me, someone I've known for a long time, who's been following me and what I've been up to for a long time, and has seen what I suppose they perceive to be a lot of success in my business externally, not actually seeing the inside of my business, and asked for guidance and asked for what I've been doing and how I might be able to help them. And admitted that they knew that I'd be busy, and I was and I am, so I have a limited amount of time, and asked if we could get on a phone call. Now, that's a big ask for me at this point, to just be able to jump on the phone with somebody at any point and talk things through, especially because I don't know how long the conversation is going to go for. And if I set a time frame of like, let's speak for 10 minutes, I can't guarantee that that 10 minutes is actually going to be valuable for them because I'm probably going to need more time to dig into stuff. So it kind of put me in this weird position where I had to value my time, and I do, but it also required me setting a bit of a boundary, you might say, in terms of what I'm willing to do easily or without asking for something in return. Now, I had no intention of asking for anything in return from this person. And so I said to them, listen, I can't necessarily have a phone call with you. Um, that's going to be tough for me to find some time in the next few weeks. So why don't you send me a text giving me like an idea of what's going on and what you're looking for help with? And they did. They kind of gave me a somewhat lengthy text and said, you know, it looks like you're doing well and I think there are things that maybe you could help me with. But I'm trying to do something similar to what you're doing, but I'm not quite getting to the place that you're at and I'm hoping that you can help me get there. Now, this is specifically in business. Now, this was tough for me because my experience with this individual over the years has been that I only ever hear from them when they want or need something. Um, And we've known each other socially for a long time. And so I decided to stop communicating with them. And as a result, they decided they were still going to ask for stuff whenever they wanted. And this was another one of these examples. So... Having not heard from this person for a long time, I eventually did, and it was an ask, and I quite honestly just wasn't willing to give them the guidance that they were asking for, for free, because I've got several clients who pay premiums to work with me for the same kind of guidance. And so I responded, saying, this is the situation, I want to be respectful of the people that are paying me, so I don't necessarily just want to give the farm away for free here when... There are all these other people that I want to consider. And the reason I do that, just as a little side tangent, the way I like to think of things with my clients and my students is what would they think if they found out? It's kind of just like a general rule of thumb that I use. What would they think if they found out what I was doing? And the reason I do that is not because I care so much about their opinion that it's going to dictate everything I do, but it holds me accountable and honest to what I am doing and what I'm saying. So I want to make sure that I'm living what I'm saying. 
Otherwise, I'm just going to be a preacher who's sort of, I suppose you could call him a phony, right? And so I thought if my clients found out that I was getting on the phone call with other people and giving them all of this advice and all of this value for free that I was charging my other clients a premium for, how might they feel about that? And I thought they probably wouldn't feel so hard about finding that out. Now, they wouldn't find that out unless I told them or the person that I was helping actually went out there and told people. But I'd, I tried to live with some level of transparency in that regard. And then I thought, well, what would they think if I said, no, I want to be respectful of my clients? My clients would probably have even more respect for me. And I thought, well, I'd prefer that than losing respect. So I set that line and I said, listen, this is the situation. I want to be considerate and um, respectful of my clients and the fact that they're paying me a premium for this. So I'd feel uncomfortable if I just gave it all to you. And things took a turn from that point in the conversation um, very clearly. I could tell they were. I was going to say perturbed, but let's face it, they were pissed off. And there were some passive aggressive comments in the responses to what I said and some condescension too. And it pushed a button. I'm not going to lie. It definitely pushed a button for me. So I worked through it. Once I had like let my emotions calm down, I worked through what I was feeling about that. And then I realized something using empathy and understanding, like I suggested earlier, that if I look at this interaction with me through the lens of this individual who reached out, what I saw occurring was they had an expectation that I was going to help them because track record has been that I would just help, even if it meant at my own sacrifice. And so they came into the interaction having somewhat of an expectation that I would help and probably also feeling like they're not getting the results they want. And because of our experience over the years together socially, that there was probably somewhere in their mind that they thought they could rely on me to come through and deliver the goods and save them from the frustration that they're experiencing in their business. And I didn't deliver on that expectation. And so I realized that their frustration about their circumstances were being projected onto me. While it appeared to be personal, while it appeared to be some passive aggressive personal attacks in their comments, the reality is it actually had nothing to do with me and everything to do with how they were feeling in their life. Because if they weren't feeling as frustrated and as stuck and as impatient as they were feeling about how things were going in their life, none of those comments would have come my way. And there would have been a level of uh, friendliness, I suppose. And so I realized the opportunity there for me was helping me delineate their emotional stuff and their junk and what was coming up for them from my stuff, right? Now, there was still a nugget for me to take away from that, not just the realization that it wasn't about me, but more so that there was an experience in there that I realized I had an opportunity to start setting more boundaries with people from the standpoint of, Yes, I'm happy to help, but under these certain conditions, not a hard boundary of like, get lost, get out of my life, I don't want to see you, because I'm not about those kinds of boundaries. So I was more interested in learning what I could from that and extracting value from these experiences, because for all of us on the receiving end of scenarios like this where shit is being thrown our way, there are lessons that we can take from that. And they're not always the, well, I'll never do that again, because I'm not about those kinds of lessons. There's not a lot of value from you, for you to get from an experience when you're saying, well, the lesson is for me to never do that again. It's more about what is the more specific lesson that I can get from this. 
So for example, I was working with a client who went over to LA to pursue a career and things didn't take off the way she thought it would. Certain relationships started to break down and her, according to her original perception of it, her experience of LA was just shit. And so she developed this polarized perception of LA, which was that LA is a crap city to be in. I just don't want, like, I don't like it. I hate it. And she kind of like lumped the baby in the bathwater in that entire scenario. And I'm like, well, so what's the lesson from that? She's like, to never go back to LA again. I'm like, no, that's too easy. That's an avoidance, right? Let's not focus on avoiding. Let's focus on how you can extract value from the experience. And what we found was the actual value from the experience was changing the expectations she had gone in with and making sure that she had certain things in place to ensure that if things did fall apart, she wouldn't land on her butt so hard, if that makes sense. And so that was the actual gift of the experience, not that LA is a crap city. And so her perception of LA started to change as well. And so for me, in this scenario, and this has been true for all scenarios where shit or stones have been thrown my way because of something I've chosen to do, it's helped me develop a clearer understanding of the fact that my actions are going to have an impact on people, even indirectly. Even if I'm not directly interacting with somebody, just by living my life and pursuing the things that I'm pursuing, that is going to have a ripple effect, and that ripple effect is going to feel painful to some people around me. Those people are then going to turn around and throw stones and shit at me. So it helps me develop a resilience to that. Rather than telling these people to get lost, what this is helping me do is develop a deeper sense of psychological and emotional immunity, which is really important when you're pursuing things on a global scale. But also what it helped me realize was that I have a lot to do when it comes to managing people's expectations. If I'm not managing the expectations for people, then they're coming in with their own and I have no idea what those expectations are until I find out, and usually I find out, when people are disgruntled or pissed off, which is how we all usually find out that there's some kind of expectation existing. So there's always a gift to be extracted from experiences, including the moments when stones and shit are being thrown your way. So please don't look at a scenario that's painful or difficult or where somebody's casting stuff your way and think, well, that's a them problem, that's not a me problem, and there's nothing I can take away from that. I'm just a victim of these circumstances when people hate on me, right? Yeah, you could pull the Taylor Swift song and, you know, haters are going to hate. That may be true. But what if you could flip that around and say, haters are going to hate, but there's value for me to extract from that, or there's gold in the hate? Then all of a sudden, all these situations that look like they're painful and they're hurting you and they're getting in your way and maybe even a hindrance to you, might actually be helping you get where you're trying to go. A framework of thinking I like to use is that everything that's happened up until now is helping me prepare for what's coming next, even the painful things. So without these painful things, how do you know that you're prepared for what's going to come next? The bigger thing, the more challenging thing, you don't. And so I prefer to look at these scenarios as a gift and find the gift and extract it. How is this helping me? How is this situation actually enhancing my life in some way? What could I possibly be getting from this? Or what lesson does the universe or does life have for me that's actually going to help me use this moving forward in my life in bigger and more powerful ways? It's almost like the Tai Chi version of absorbing a punch that is being thrown your way and then using that energy 
to towards something else, to some other kind of productive outcome that you're trying to create for yourself. Reflect on these situations where you've been judged, where you've been criticized, and look for how you can extract value from those experiences because there's a lot to learn. There's so much to learn from these situations, but it's going to require you separating out what is their drama or their story about the situation from your emotions of it and the value that you can extract from it. When you're able to separate those two things out, then it becomes much clearer for you to be able to develop a greater sense of empowerment from the experience, which is ultimately what I'm trying to help you do. Bit of a different episode today. I thought I'd come in with a more personal story and something that's a little more recent. And who knows, maybe the person that sent me all these texts actually ends up listening to this episode. I don't know. I'd be surprised if that occurs. But I'm hoping at least you, my listener, get some value from this and the experience isn't just mine to be had, but something that you can use to your advantage as well. So develop some emotional and psychological immunity, build those muscles, and continue to extract value from the experiences that occur in life, and you'll stop feeling like they're happening to you, and you'll start to feel like they're happening for you. And that's a win in my books. So I hope that was valuable for you. A little bit different this time. Please make sure you leave a review wherever you listen to or watch these episodes. It makes a huge difference when people are scrolling and looking for a new podcast. If they see that there are a bunch of reviews there, it helps in really profound ways. So it makes a big difference to me. It helps me get the podcast out there and helps get these little nuggets of information out there. And aside from that, I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening and thanks for watching. 